Well, this last uh, April, our sweet little girl, if you guys know Isla, Isla in the house, uh, Isla, and so Lorenzo, who's just up here to lead her, this is their daughter. And so this last April, and she loves being in church, right? She loves that nursery. I'm just going to let it sit there for a minute. She loves the nursery right down there at Avenue. And, uh, and so she had a birthday party coming up, and I wanted to make sure that she had a great gift from her uncle Jeremy, all right, from Uncle Pastor Jeremy. And, uh, and so I saw this online a couple times, and I actually ordered it, and it was this cactus. And I thought, man, she's going to love this cactus. This cactus is a great gift. And, and remember, it, it's, it, it looks like an ordinary, happy cactus, but how many know it's what's inside that counts? It looks like a normal toy, but it's inside that counts. And so what you do is kind of turn this thing on, and, and uh, it, it does a couple different things. Right, right? I think it's awesome. It also does some sort of like, you hear that? Praise the Lord. Hey! Man, it is a, it is a saved cactus, all right? Just gave his life to Jesus. And so, man, Levi loved it. My, uh, my 11-year-old was like, this is the best gift ever. Can you buy me one? No, it's for a two-year-old. You know, it's for Isla. And so I, we wrapped it up. And we brought it to the party, and I, I knew it. I knew after all those gifts and stuff and, you know, girl stuff, yeah, all that stuff, you know, I knew when she popped this up, she'd go, Uncle Jeremy's my favorite, you know. Uncle Jeremy, Uncle Pastor Jeremy's my favorite. And so I actually have a video of her opening her gift. Check it out. I want you to watch. Nice job, PJ. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, how many know? Go ahead to the next slide. Right, how many know? You know it's a good gift when it gets used, right? How many know if you give someone a gift? I've been to parties before, and maybe I give a present, and, and they don't really know me. But how many know at the end of the party, the, the, the child or the birthday boy or birthday girl, if they're only playing with your gift, you know it's a good gift. When it gets used. I even asked Lorenzo, can I borrow that cactus? Does she, is she still scared of it? And it's so funny, Lorenzo was like, well, it's downstairs. I mean, she laughs at it and stuff. I mean, she, she won't touch it, but she laughs. And I love that because it's an ordinary cactus, but, man, it's what's inside that counts. But also, you know a good gift is a good gift when it gets used. So the sermon of the essential that we're talking about today is gifts are essential. Gifts are essential. That was a good intro, huh? Finally. Finally. Online, I did it. I did it. Gifts are so essential. Now, how many of you have you like getting gifts? You like receiving a gift today, right? Raise your hand if you like, look at all these liars in the house today. You are a bunch of liars. Every single one of you, all right? Raise your hand if you like giving gifts. You're a gift giver, all right? Bunch of liars. Prove it. Prove it. No. And so with that, I love that we've all received a gift, and it's Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Can I get an amen? amen? So we all know that the greatest gift ever is the one that Jesus gave to us. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave. So Jesus came as a living sacrifice to gift us salvation. But then when he died on the cross, and then three days later rose again, Spend some time with the disciples. When he ascended into heaven, 
He ascended to heaven to gift us the Holy Spirit. Peter says this in Acts chapter 2. He's preaching. He says, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. Be baptized in the name of the Father, uh, in, the, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, as I'm studying gifts, these are the two gifts that I can f- find in the Bible that are personal gifts. So when I receive a gift from Jesus to be saved, that is a gift that is a free gift, not by my own doing, but by just by simply receiving. But then there's the gift of the Holy Spirit. And for me, I, at Avenue Church, we believe in speaking in tongues. All right, we believe in having a prayer language. And that is a gift from the Holy Spirit. It doesn't get me to heaven, but it helps me to get there, I believe. Right? You don't need to pray in a prayer language to get to heaven, but man, my prayer language is a gift from the Holy Spirit that builds me up in the most holy faith. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's, it's, it's so much more than just a prayer language. But the Holy Spirit is that still, small voice inside of you that says, don't do it. Don't go there. Do this. Say this. It's a gift from God. The Holy Spirit is a gift who wants to counsel us, lead us, and guide us. So those are the two gifts that I can see in the Bible that are, that are edifying. Gifts that God has given to us. But Romans chapter 12, it says this, in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. For doing certain things well. When I see the worship team up here, they have a gift of playing instruments and singing really well. I admire that gift. Can I get an amen? You know. But every single one of us, we have a gift for doing things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Come on, we need some more people like that in this world, amen? Right? If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take, respons- take responsibility seriously. And can I just say, there's so many leaders out there that have a spiritual gift of leadership, but they're leading companies instead of leading inside the church. Man, we have to have leadership in the church. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So I kind of have a subtitle today that gifts are essential, but spiritual gifts are so essential to the local church. Spiritual gifts are so essential to the local church. Now I share with you two gifts God given us, gift of salvation, gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, then what do I do with my gift? Do, do, do I have a spiritual gift? And this is what spiritual gifts are. Spiritual gifts They are gifts given to equip the church to carry out its ministry until Christ returns. That's what a spiritual gift is for. Why why do you have a spiritual gift? For you? No. It's to equip the church. It's to equip the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says this. There's different kinds of spiritual gifts. But the same spirit is the source of them all. There's different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. God, it's the same God who placed a gift inside of us to work it in us, and a spiritual gift is given to us so we can help one another. So we can help one another. I want you to turn and tell your neighbor, you have a gift. You have a gift. You have a gift. Turn and tell your other neighbor, I'm a gift. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow! Allah, Allah, if you couldn't hear that, they were like, you have a gift. Yeah, you got a gift. 
And they're like, I am a gift. Ah. They need me, you know. And I love that because every single person in this room, whether you're watching online or you're here in this building, we all have a spiritual gift. Every single person has a spiritual gift, and it's to equip the church. And it's to equip the church. Now, I've kind of had this, like, tension as your, as your pastor of doing the essential series. And, and we're, gonna be, we're talking about the essentials first, and then we're going to be talking about some deeper essentials as we go on in this collection of talks. But the tension is how much, how, how much do I want to teach and how much do I want to preach? So here in the Bible, there's different types of spiritual gifts. I'm going to list them real quick. Administration, apostle, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps. Did you know hospitality is a gift? Hospitality is a gift. Gift of knowledge, gift of leadership. Remember, you might, you might, yeah, you might have knowledge, but I don't know if it's a spiritual gift. Come on, somebody. Big difference. Uh, leadership, mercy, to prophesy, to prophet, to, to, to be prophetic means you're speaking confirmation into someone's life, not death in their life. It's serving. Serving is a spiritual gift. Speaking in tongues is a spiritual gift. Teaching and wisdom is a spiritual gift. Now, I grew up in church and saw all these and said, cool, makes no sense to me. I don't know what that means. Which one am I? Somebody got to tell me. Am I going to, you know, like get in line and then get a little number on my chest that says this is your spiritual gift? And so I want to ask this question today. Pastor, how do I identify my gift? So if you're taking notes today or you version app, I believe you can fill in the blanks as well. But I want you to write this down. I want you to write this first question down. What bothers you is what I want to ask you today. What bothers me? Because typically the things that bother you are often a hint for you. So what bothers you? If you're sitting here at a service and you're like, this sound bothers me. Well, maybe you're the solution to help us with the sound. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're sitting in a uh, you know, lobby or whatever and something bugs you, something bothers you. Typically what bothers you is often a hint for you. Because I'm going to give you a little hint. God isn't bugging you for information. He's asking for transformation. He's saying it bothers you because I put it inside of you. I know it bothers you. And guess what? I put you in this church to bother you so that you can become the solution. That the things you want to fix is the things God's going to use to transform your heart. That's so good. I had to do the double step. I know. Okay. So first one is what bothers you? Number two, what are you good at? What are you good at? What comes naturally to you? There are things that come naturally to me that do not come naturally to Pastor Lindsay. And there's things that <laughs> she, she said, nope. And 99% of the things in this world she's really good at and I'm terrible at. You complete me, babe. But I'm going to ask you today, what are you good at? What comes naturally to you? I mean, there's friends in my life. I mean, there's, I mean, I can name already, like, like Jackie and Jeff, like they sit down and they just, they're, they're like Excel sheets. And I'm like E equals, you know, trying to figure out all the stupid formulas and, you know, or they could just do math in their head. I just, I'm not good at that. I'm not. But here's what's interesting. Spiritual gifts, if you begin to study the word gift, gift in the original language is charis. Charis, we get the word charismatic from it, but that's not the real word. Charis really means uh, gift, and it was a gift that was grace to you. 
So gift means charis, and charis means grace, and it's a grace gift that God gave you. And so for some of you in this room, I say, come up here and speak in the microphone. You'd be like, no! Well, this is a gift that God has given Lindsay and I and multiple others in this church, a gift of, of communicating God's word. But hear me out. Just because it's my gift doesn't mean I, 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 I don't have to develop it. You always got to develop your gift. You might have baby gifts, and all of a sudden your baby gift grows up into full maturity in Christ Jesus. Man, this is not some matrix thing where we're like, you know, and all of a sudden like, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You know, like, this is my Bible. No, okay. If you got that, I see you. And the third question is, what do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy doing? And hear me, here's attention. I enjoy my spiritual gift, but it's not always easy. It comes easy to me, and I enjoy it, but it's not always easy. There's sometimes I think my son looks at me and goes, Dad, you want a portable church? Yeah, it's what I've always dreamed of, son, you know. <laughs> Set it all up and tear it all down. Super fun, you know. But I want to ask you today, what do you enjoy doing? What do you enjoy doing? Spiritual gift is a passion gift. Think about this. If you go all day operating in your spiritual gift, your body's tired, but your heart is full. When you lay your head on the pillow at night, you go, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. All for nothing. No, you, go, you lay your head on the pillow and go, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But I'm, I'm just, I feel full of purpose. I feel like I was operating in where God wanted me to operate. Now, here's the fourth question. This is really important, though. Is what do you enjoy doing, but what do you do well? Just because you enjoy it doesn't mean it's your gift. Because, friends, I enjoy singing. <laughs> but it's not my gift. You might enjoy singing. Well, you probably shouldn't be up here, you know, like. Because it should be a gift to others when they hear it. You know? And I can say that because I'm deaf. I'm like, Jesus! You know, Okay. But what do you do well? Just because you enjoy it doesn't mean it's your gift. Then the last question is, maybe you go, oh, it's this, it's this, it's this. And please, church, hear me out. Do not, do not put spiritual gifts in such a box. Okay? I mean, over 100 years ago, we never had bass, a bass player and a guitar and electric, anything. We had an organ. You know what I mean? And it was like, oh, you play that really well. Don't you dare bring that into the church. So the methods could change, but the message always stays the same. So do not put your gift in a box. But here, number five is how does it serve others? Because it isn't for you, it's for others. And I'm convinced that God has given athletes, CEOs, millionaires a spiritual gift and they're using it for their own gain, I believe with all my heart they're going to have to answer before God someday. And God said, I'll put that inside of you. I made you, you know, be, do whatever skill that is. But who did you reach for the gospel? Did you reach people to Jesus? But oftentimes we don't serve others for multiple reasons. But the one I really want to talk about for just a moment today is we don't serve in the local church or we don't serve others because of this word right here, church hurt. Because of church hurt. And here's the definition of church hurt, just so, just so that we're clear. Church hurt occurs when pain, 
physical, but typically emotional. Typically, that's the majority. It occurs when pain, emotional pain, results from actions or decisions associated with someone, I really should say with anyone in the church. Not just a pastor, not just a deacon, not just an elder. You know, in our, in our context, it would be trustees, not just someone who is a coach or a director or a team leader. It could be anybody in the church. And I think we should call church hurt for what it really should be called. It should be called church abuse. It's church abuse. That I'm here to tell you as, as, as your pastors, Lindsay and I, as your pastors, we will not use you and abuse you. We will not you know, emotionally hurt you. Now, we're not perfect. We'll let you down. All right? We're, we're not Jesus. But, man, we have to be very careful to let you know that we, we man, we, we, if you serve, you're not stuck here. Man, if you serve, you're not just a number. If you serve, it's just not what can you do for me. When you serve, we want you to place your gift, and we want to give you a place to make a difference. But here's the really, come on, yeah. But here, let's go even deeper. Church hurt is, is a weapon that Satan uses to undermine a ministry's potential. He knows what he's doing. And this is what he has. He seeks to divide, to discourage, and to destroy the church. If Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Do you not think the devil wants to stop you from building and equipping the church? Of course he does. And what's so interesting is in our Healthy Human series, uh, Kim Beloy was here. And she said, unfortunately, church hurts because people hurt people. A person hurt a person. Or an organization full of people hurt someone. And she said, as I love this quote, she said, the very thing that hurts you is the very thing that God's going to use to heal you. If people hurt you, God's going to use people to heal you. If people hurt you, God's going to use people to heal you. And can I just tell you, we've heard dozens and dozens in our six years of existing as a church, people coming to us saying, I came here broken. And I came here hurting by this, 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 this. And it's all Christians and saying, thank you for restoring and having me heal from church hurt, from church resentment. And I'm so, and I'm just, I don't, and I don't do, yay, us. I go, thank you, Jesus. This is a life-giving church, a healthy church. But I'm going to kind of flip the coin on you on the other side. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19, um, it says this, how strange a body would it, would be if it had only one part. Yes, there's many parts, but only one body. If you watch week one of the Essential Series, the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. All right, I, I don't need you. The, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Have you ever stubbed your toe or broken your big toe? And you're like, stupid thing, but next thing you know, you can't walk. You can't function. It hurts. How many know the smallest little, dumbest little parts, right, really do make a big impact? Have you ever hurt your thumb before and then try to use stuff? You know what I mean, you're like, ah, you know. But I love this. This makes for harmony amongst the members so that all the members care for one another. And I love this. This is, this is why gifts are so essential. If somebody suffers, all the parts suffer. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. 
All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. All these spiritual gifts in this room, we're all a part of the body of Christ. That's a good place to clap right there, yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm just going to put it out here. I'm just going to tell you this. It's your pastor. The church needs you. The church needs you. Now, hear me. The church needs you. It's not the church needs you. You know what I mean? Please come. No, the church needs you. The church needs you. I love this. Paul is writing to the church in Rome, and this is what Paul says. He goes, I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift. So I can bring you my spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. How many know I'm not the only one with a gift? Lindsay's not the only one with a gift. We all have a spiritual gift. We all can help each other grow strong in the Lord. But when we get together, I love it. But when we get together, I'm going to encourage you in your faith, but I also, I want to be encouraged by yours. I want to be encouraged by yours. I've said this for many, many years, but if you feel dull in your faith, if you just feel blah, take a step outside of yourself. Quit looking at me, me, me. Go to somebody and say, do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? You know, like, I've, I've known you for, for a long time because Jesus always connected before he corrected. But when you witness to somebody in the moment they give their life to Jesus, you walk away going, oh, I'm encouraged. I'm strengthened. I'm full of faith. And so church, the church needs you. But also, you need the church. The church needs you but you need the church. The church needs me, because don't put me as the, uh, uh, this is Avenue Church. No, uh, the Avenue Church needs me, but my goodness, do I need the church. I need the church. And you know it's a good gift when it gets used. There are too many spiritual gifts not being used in the local church to make an eternal difference. There's too many spiritual gifts that are saying, not yet. Or, man, if you knew my resume, man, if you run a background check on me, man, we're going to deal with every single person because we believe every single person was given a gift, you're created on purpose, for a purpose, to make an eternal difference. Not just a difference in someone's life today, but for eternity. And so we have a three-year focus at Avenue Church. I'm going to share this with you. Here's our three-year focus. These are goals that we've been praying about. In three years, we believe we're going to have 500 adults in attendance. In three years. We believe uh, that's going to be over 200 salvations if you want to keep up with growth. 150 Avenue kids, uh, 250 people serving. And there's other things as well, right? Leadership track, mental health nonprofit, additional classrooms, preaching and teaching team, Discipleship pipeline, pipeline, free rotating worship team, simple onboarding uh, process, leadership track, design team, finance team. There's so much more that we have in our three-year, three-year focus. But can I just challenge you that our goal is three years, but it can happen at the speed of our faith. It can happen at the speed of our unity. I hope I go up. Oh, this happened in one year. Oh, well, what do we do? Because, friends, Avenue Church needs you. 
And here's the areas that we need you. And, 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 and I'm going to kind of let you in behind the scenes. We're always pretty cordial. We're always pretty like, serve if you can, serve if you want. But after doing research on the Essential Series, going, God has given every single one of us a gift. Man, we, there's other places you can, you can certainly serve at, but this is the place that I believe is life-giving, a place where you can learn, a place where you can fail, but it's a place where you begin to find your spiritual gift. Because I believe many of us in this room go, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Well, begin to ask those questions. But then I want you to be able to connect one day. There's a spiritual gift test you can take. There's ways you can find out different ways to serve. And, and to connect one day, it's not just go to connect one day and all of a sudden you're serving. We offer more than just serving. We want you to find your next best step. All right? And here's what we're asking. We're asking you to serve, but we're asking you to serve just once a month. Some people do it twice a month. Some people do it every month. And even like Lorenzo and our team are like, you're taking a weekend off. I'm making you, you know. But here's the different departments that we have is Avenue Central teams out in the lobby, Avenue Kids, Junior and Elementary, Youth Team, Coffee Bar, Connect One Day. It's supposed to be team, but you know, T's in there is pretty good too. There's the Connect Team, Events Team, Greeter Team, Kids Check-In Team. Legacy is our Finance Team, our Prayer Team, Production, Sound, Security, set up and tear down small groups worship team worship hosts as those guys back there are amazing worship hosts facilities parking lot team marketing team and i want you to know it takes 90 18 members to make avenue church happen every weekend it takes 90 and we are so grateful for every single 18 that we have it is so fun to serve with you it's so fun to serve with you. So yes, we have Connect Day um, happening after service. And man, I double dog dare you to go to Connect one day. Because the church needs you. Avenue Church needs you. But also you need the church. You need the church. You need the church. Ephesians chapter 2 says salvation, that free gift I talked about, Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can brag about it. So none of us can say, I served the church today. I'm totally going to heaven. That's wrong. We're saved because it's the gifts we received when we believed. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us brand new in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He placed, he gave you a gift of salvation, but then he placed a gift on the inside of you, and he wants you to use that gift so you can gift other people Jesus' gift of salvation. And I love this in Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you've been called by God. We're going to talk about calling in the essential collection of talks. But it says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit. United in spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. I'm convinced 
that when other when 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 others see believers united together, they see God. They go, wow, there's something about that church. Wow, there's something about that team. Wow. They're united together in faith. But I kind of want to address the kind of church hurt thing again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but I didn't love others, if I didn't love others, it would only be a noisy gong or a clang symbol. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but if I didn't love others, I would be nothing. Yeah. Man, if I have a spiritual gift and it's amazing, it's incredible, but if you didn't love people, you're just making noises. And that's what it's all about. That is my motivation for serving. Because I love people. I want to make a difference in the lives of people. So friends, we're gifted with salvation. We're equipped with gifts. We're purposed to do good. And we want to lead hearts back to Jesus. We want to lead hearts back to Jesus. So here's your essential challenge today. It's a good teacher. I did good teaching today, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Thank you. It's a gift. And here's the essentials challenge. I want you to receive the free gift today, that free gift of salvation. But also, I want you to find and I want you to use your gift. Friends, I want you to serve your way to your gift. Anytime I serve and I'm just, you know, I'm just going to, you know, uh, set up and tear down or I'm going to greet or I'm just going to serve in an area because I don't know what my gift is. The closer you get to, to other people with spiritual gifts, it's the closer you begin to find your gift. Because I've had people in my life go, at a very young age, go, Jeremy, have you ever considered preaching? Jeremy, have you ever considered, like, leadership? I was like, no, what are you talking about? That's crazy. And all of a sudden, you know what that, that question did for me? Just begin to stir up the gift inside of me. Begin to awaken something I never thought was there in my life. I had the excuses. I'm deaf. I can't hear. How can I hear? hear? I mean, I need to hear people I'm leading. I need to speak perfect English. I don't speak like those guys and this guy and this gal. But the gift was still on the inside of me. So would everyone stand with me, please? I want to pray with you as we close out today. And here's what I want to do today. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes just for a moment. And I'm going to go in order today of the Essentials Challenge. That maybe you're here today and you walked into this room and it wasn't by chance, it wasn't an accident, it wasn't an oops. But the very same way that God orchestrated your life, that I believe God has a purpose for your life. And that purpose is for you to accept the free gift of salvation today. With every head bowed, eye closed, maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. We're going to pray with you for just a moment. And every single Sunday, we, we pray a prayer. We always pray a prayer. And it could be words for some, but I believe it's going to be your prayer today. 
that you say, God, I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross for me. For the rest of you in this room, I challenge you. The church needs you. The church needs you. The church needs you. And we can work through every excuse. We can work through every um, concern. But the church needs you. But also we need the church. The church was God's plan. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I'm going to give my life to Jesus today. If that's you, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. Just raise a hand with me today. Say, that's me, Pastor. I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. That's two. Anyone else? Three. Anyone else? Anyone else? That's three hands. That's awesome. Four. I see you. I see you, my friend. Four. Five. I see that. Five hands. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of your boldness. But I'm so proud that you're believing today that you can receive a gift called salvation so God can do a new work inside of you. So everybody pray this prayer with me. Everyone lift your voice today. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. Say I repent of my sins. Say be Lord of my life. Say the best way you know how, I'm going to live for you. Because I now know I have a spiritual gift that I have saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody.